Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast here today. Originally, I was thinking about uh, tackling the topic of smart home, smart devices, security issues about that. I put that topic on the back burner for the time being. I do plan on revisiting that here soon, but I kind of wanted to change it up a little bit today. We're going to stick with the gaming category, and as the title of this would suggest, I'm going to talk about the best $25 I have ever spent on gaming. Now, a lot of you, this is going to kind of be one of those topics that will polarize um, a group of people. Either people are going to really agree with me, or people are going to really disagree with me. Um, I think that what I'm about to talk about is something that could be looked at as childish. It could be looked at in a variety of ways. But I guess I'm just going to come right out and say it. The best $25 I have ever spent in gaming is on Minecraft. And the reasoning for that, for me, is that I've gotten a ton of replay value out of it. It's something I have played for probably the better part of somewhere between the area of six to eight years. I guess I don't even remember when I started my account. But I want to say it's been at least six years, if not a little bit longer than that. At this point, I have actually bought two accounts. So I've spent, you know, 40 to $50 total. And uh, it's one of those things where for me, it's really, really easy to see why this would be considered my best $25, uh, cons- just for the one account. And that's that I, I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of hours out of it, if not more. Uh, probably thousands of hours at this point, if you include AFK sessions and, and the like. It's one of those things where you can fire up a world, you can play by yourself, you can play on a server, multiplayer with lots of other people. I've met a lot of great people by playing on Minecraft servers in the past. And they're people that I still continue to talk to today, even if I'm not necessarily in that scene anymore of playing on Minecraft servers nearly as often as I used to. It used to be one of those things where I I would spend hours and hours every day on a server. Getting to know people, a uh, whole social aspect there, being, being able to build things, being able to help... Um, moderate and be an admin on a server. I owned my own server for a short while, uh, and it ultimately made me a better player and a better kind of player manager by having that experience myself. Now, these days, admittedly, I'm not playing it as much as I used to. It's one of those things where I still pick it up and I, you know, I might still play it once or twice a week, which is still amazing considering the fact that I hardly have time for anything else, but it's it just goes to show that this is one of those games where even if you don't have a ton of time on your hands, you can pick it up for, you know, half 20 minutes, 30 minutes at a time and still have a lot of fun with it. If you're playing on a single player world, you know, as soon as you stop the game, everything is saved right then and there. You can pick it up the next time you come on, build more, create more, explore more, etc. On a server, yeah, once you log off, the server keeps going but you're also part of a community. I do still play on one particular server, and it's me and a group of friends that I met from a long time ago, playing on servers and getting to know them. And on that server, we build things together. And it's about building technology and figuring out the logistics of, of getting items. We, we buy and sell items to each other, kind of have our own little economy. Uh, there's a lot of things that we share as well. And so ultimately, that's that's 
in a nutshell, the best $25 I spent in gaming. And, and that's a really quick explanation, but, you know, you can go into comparing it towards other things. I mean, it's hard anymore. I mean, I remember back to when I first got into gaming. My first major system that I owned, apart from, like, childhood systems, so, like, when I was a real little kid, the first systems that we ever owned in our household was a NES and a Sega Genesis. And I remember, I have really good memories about that because at the time when I was real little, I didn't even know how to hook them up to the TV properly. So it's like, I'd have to have my stepdad come in and switch back, back and forth between the two. And so it was one of those things where, you know, for, you know, a month at a time, I might be on one system a month later, switch it over and play on the other, you know, growing up a little bit further than that, I realized that it was kind of ridiculous that I had to have somebody come in and change that over. I learned later on that, you know, changing out a coaxial cable really wasn't that hard. And actually, by the end of that, I I learned how to kind of chain them together. Because if you remember the little coaxial boxes or little, little coaxial cables that came with those systems that plugged in the TV, there was always an additional coaxial plug-in that came in the side of it. So you could, in theory, actually chain those systems together and have them plugged in at the same time, regardless. Anyway, so that was kind of early on. The first system I remember actually kind of like owning or getting that was mine was for Christmas I received a, a PS1. And I wouldn't be able to tell you what year exactly, I don't really remember, but, um, I mean, it was in the, it was in the late 90s, um, approaching the year 2000 or so. And then within, you know, a few years after that, because I, I was kind of a late adopter to the PS1, by the time I got a PS1, it was the smaller version, not the bigger, older one. Uh, but then I was also a late adopter to the PS2, and the PS2 is the, the second system I had. Um, and back when I had those systems, I was still young enough that I didn't really have a job or a way to go out and buy games myself. And so I relied entirely on birthdays, Christmas, maybe doing odd jobs for grandparents or family members, earning, you know, 10, 20 bucks here and there, and then saving up to buy a game. At that time, games were mostly in the area of like $40 a pop, if I remember right. I can't remember if they were $40 or if they were like $49.99, but they definitely weren't as expensive as they are now. And so, and it's part of the reason why I kind of grew up being a PlayStation person over an Xbox or, you know, any other kind of media, like, that that was my platform, was PlayStation from the beginning, and that's because that's what I received as a gift. The PS1 and PS2 were both Christmas gifts for me. And so that's, that's kind of what I remember early on in gaming. And that games were cheaper. So then, you know, flash forward a little bit, by the time I got a PS3, that was back in 2007, 2008, I can't remember exactly when, but that was back when I first, I, I'd first gotten a job. And so my... My goal going into getting a job were two things. Well, multiple things, but two things were kind of my big goals, which was that I wanted a PS3, which they were still really expensive back then. And I also wanted an HD TV, a flat screen TV. And so when I started working my job, those were my two goals. We were to buy those two things together so that you could, I could ultimately use the PS3 to its fullest extent, because at the time, the TV that I had was just a tube TV, and really, that that's all we had in the, in the whole house. And so, my family were really late to adopting high-definition televisions. So, I worked at my job, which I was making minimum wage, or just above minimum wage, I was making seven seven fifty an hour. Minimum wage was seven twenty five. 
And I mean, I'm not going to complain. I was a sophomore in high school. I, I'm not going to complain what, what wage I was making. It was fine and it was fair for what I was doing. I was just working in a restaurant, washing dishes on the weekend. And so it really wasn't that that bad of a job. Anyway, so I it took a while. I saved up over the course of like six or seven months. And um, ultimately, I didn't quite meet my goal the same way I thought I would. I ended up buying the PlayStation 3 first. Um, and so I ended up playing that just on a regular TV or, you know, tube TV for probably about two or three months, maybe before I finally went out and got the high definition television television. So I finally got that. I was the first one in my, in my household, first one in my family to have a high definition, high definition TV. And it was in my bedroom, but I just remember that was, um, that was really awesome because I remember that at the time, one of my favorite things was being able to go after school or on the weekend. Like I, I felt like I had an awesome setup. Really. I went out and I, you know, I didn't know really anything about Wi-Fi stuff at the time. So instead, I, I went out and bought a 50-foot Ethernet cable, which back then they weren't necessarily cheap. Now you could pick up a 50-foot cable on Amazon for like three bucks or five bucks. Back then you had to pay like it was 50, it, I think it was, I think it was 49 or 50 bucks for a 50-foot cable. And so I ran that between our modem, which was like two rooms away, into my bedroom. And so I remember, you know, one of the first games that I had gotten for the PS3 was Call of Duty 4, the, the original Modern Warfare. And that game is definitely in my top five of my my favorite games or greatest games of all time. And that's because the campaign was great. The graphics were amazing, considering when that came out. It was one of the first PS3 games. But I don't even remember a lot of games coming after it on the PlayStation 3 that looked nearly as good. It had some very memorable missions, uh, you know, crawling through in the ghillie suit, you know, trying to be stealthy. It was an awesome game with an awesome storyline. On top of that, it was really, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was one of the first Call of Duty games that had kind of the more modern multiplayer type system that you're, everybody's used to now. Um, but the, the multiplayer on that was, was great. I mean, it had a, had a ton of replay value there. Uh, and I played that for a really long time. And so having that ethernet connection onto my PlayStation, I had a re- that meant I had a really good connection to the internet, not having to go over Wi-Fi and stuff, but just a ton, you know, I don't know, just so much time spent playing that game. And so really that would, that game alone is probably the top competitor to Minecraft in my opinion. And really, when it comes to those type of games, when it comes to shooter games, mission-oriented games, that one is still at the very top, you know, if not number one, when it comes to that kind of genre of games. I played the Call of Duty games that followed. I, I haven't really followed that in recent years because, in a lot of ways, it's kind of the same thing rehashed again and again, and the storylines haven't ever really been nearly as good as I had originally uh, expected, you know, coming out of the Modern Warfare series. I did play Modern Warfare 2, and I think I, I think I played 3 as well. But, you know, I, I followed that one specific set of story uh, stories because that's what interested me. But um, then you get into the more modern-day stuff, and I don't know. Like, I know that a few, a few years ago, there was the one that uh, took took place in space, or part of it took place in space. 
I don't know which one that was, and honestly, I, I had no, once I saw that, I had no desire to play it. But, um, you know, anyway, so that, that that's kind of the, the top competitor, I think, in terms of that. But that's kind of what I remember going through the early days of gaming for me. And so, obviously, by that point, you know, I bought the PlayStation 3, I bought, bought the TV, I bought Call of Duty, and maybe a few other games. And by then, that that's when I, I, I had the means to buy stuff for myself. And so... I had the PlayStation 3 for a long, long time. In fact, I only just got a PS4 last summer. I haven't even had the PS4 for one year now. And I, so, so I've had a PlayStation 3 since 2007. And it's crazy to think that, that 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 PlayStation 3 has lasted me 12 years. I mean, I do take good care of my equipment and good care of my systems. So maybe it's it's not surprising in that aspect, but the fact that it has had as much replay value as it has, I had one of the original ones too, so it had full backwards compatibility to PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games. And those ones nowadays are actually heavily sought after because they're one of the only systems and only, one of the only means to legitimately play old PlayStation 1 games. And, you know, some of the PlayStation 2 games as well. And so that was always really nice too, is that I, I, I was able to keep my collection... A PS1 and PS2 games, I could keep those, and I could still play those even now if I want to, because it's not that my PlayStation 3 broke. I still have it. In fact, it's sitting here in my office. Uh, PlayStation 3 is in the office, PS4 is up on the living room TV, which is bigger and better to look at, but, you know, that I have such good memories growing up and playing games uh, and, and kind of acquiring that stuff over time. And I think that it's one of those things where not to get super sappy or whatever, but growing up, I would say that games were something that kind of helped define me. I loved playing video games. I mean, who didn't, right? You know, I think, I, I, I've told people before, like, when you got together with a group of friends on the weekend, as a kid, like, growing up through elementary school and into middle school, you'd get together after school or on the weekends, and you'd play Madden, or you'd play NCAA basketball, or something like that. You'd play, you know, my, me and my friends were heavily into the sports games. We'd make our own tournaments. We'd have, you know, if we had sleepovers, we would play through tournaments together, whatever. See, see who could win. And then as we grew a little bit older, I had a group of friends that would get together on the weekend. We'd play Halo. I never owned an Xbox, but um, I had some friends that did. And one of them in particular, he was so into it that... He actually went out and bought a second Xbox 360. So he, he, he ended up owning two. <laughs> he had like one that was a better one, better specs. I, I don't remember the actual specs, but he kept the better one as his main one. And then he bought kind of a more basic model as kind of a second one that he could use to do a LAN party. And actually owned two copies of Halo, was it three or four? I can't remember. But whatever the latest Halo was at the time, he owned two copies of the game and two Xbox 360s. He bought the 50-foot or 100-foot cable, and we just linked them. You know, one one team would be upstairs and the on, on a living room TV, and the other, other team would be downstairs on a basement TV. And I remember that was one of the coolest things. Um, like, one of the coolest setups and one of the coolest things I remember doing. And, you know, it's one of those things where after high school, a lot of us kind of lost touch. We never really got back into that again, but... It still was was a lot of fun. 
And, you know, I hope that maybe people out there that are that are listening to this can think of their own examples of not only just kind of growing up and, and acquiring systems over time, but also maybe memories and, and things that you were able to do with friends growing up as well. You know, and that's what a big part of these discussions and these podcasts end up being is, you know, some of it's going to be my experiences and things that I remember, but it's meant to kind of generate a discussion. And whether that discussion is just kind of within yourself, just kind of self-reflection or not, it kind of, it can lead you to think of and appreciate the things that you had growing up. You know, for me, looking back, uh, like I said, the first systems we ever had in our household were an NES and a Sega Genesis. And I think I'm always going to have a special spot for those um, in my heart or, you know, in my gut. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds weird saying that, but um, I'm always going to have a special spot for those because they really laid the groundwork for getting me interested in, in games and stuff going forward. The NES, we actually owned a ton of games. Like We had a whole like basket. And <clears throat> I want to say that we owned somewhere in the area of, if I had to, if I had to estimate, it was somewhere in the area of 40 to 50 games in this basket. And I remember once I got the PlayStation 1, my parents forced me to give the NES and the game collection to one of my younger cousins. And I never saw those again. And at the time... I was bummed to give it away because I was, even as a kid, I was kind of like a hoarder, and I could kind of admit that at the time, but I was so disappointed because I never saw those again, but I think I'm more disappointed now, because had I kept those, I know for a fact I wouldn't have gotten rid of them on my own regard, and those would actually have some good value now. Unfortunately, those are gone, and I'm never going to get those back, and... That, that's really hard, because I know that, you know, if I were to pull out that basket now of games and look through them or play them, I know that I would have even more, it'd bring up even more memories of stuff. And it'd be games that, you know, I tried out, games that me and my sister may have played, multiplayer, uh, could have been games that maybe I never tried at the time, but maybe if I picked them up as an adult, maybe I'd appreciate them or like them better now. So on and so forth. I mean, the Sega Genesis, I don't know what happened to that either. Like, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't remember giving that to anybody, but I don't know what happened to it. But same thing there. There's a set of games there that I have good memories playing. And really with both of them, that was also back in a time where video rental stores were more common, obviously. And I remember, you know, we'd go to the video rental store and also rent games. And so renting games for the NES or for the Sega Genesis was a lot of fun. Um, you don't really have that anymore. You know, the the age of physical medium and media is going away. And so it, it's all being replaced by digital stuff. And, you know, that's that's also a topic for maybe another time, too. We, talk, we touched on it a little bit with the Google Stadia episode where it's all turning digital now, even to the point where your hardware isn't even in your house anymore. But... Thinking back, like, that that brings up, like, when people bring up nostalgia and stuff like that, that's what triggers in my mind. And that, you know, I think that's the same for a lot of people. Like, it, it's whatever was prevalent in your youth, whatever you grew up on, whatever made you happy as a kid, whatever, sh uh, whatever it was that shaped or formed your opinions or your personality or 
whatever, whatever it might be, your, your interest in gaming. And like I said, it's just kind of sad that, you know, <laughs> you sit there and you kind of reflect and you, you, you kind of wonder like whatever happened to some of that stuff. And maybe, maybe you guys out there, maybe you have a better idea of what happened to your stuff. Like as a kid, depending on, you know, whatever age I was at the time, I wasn't paying attention to where that stuff went. And as I said with like the NES, I didn't want to get rid of it, but I was forced to anyway at the time. But, um, but yeah, I mean, back to kind of the topic at hand though. Like, so I, you know, I can go through and I can appreciate and I can think about the stuff I had in the past. But, you know, coming coming kind of full circle to more of the modern day. So remember, I said I got my PlayStation Three back in two thousand seven. I got my PlayStation Four in the summer of twenty eighteen. So. There was like 11 years or so between getting one versus getting the other. And that's because in the early to mid 2010, so like 2012, 2013, that's when I really started getting into computer gaming. And I honestly haven't really looked back because it's like more and more companies are starting to come out and support computer games. EA Sports released Madden on the PC for the first time in forever. I think before last last year, they the, fir, the ugh, last year they released Madden on the PC. The previous one before that was like back in like 2006 or something like that, um, like early to mid 2000s. And so it's like that's just one example of how they're they're coming kind of full circle and companies are coming back and and starting to really support PC again if they haven't in a while because. That's where gamers are going. It's cheaper to go out and get a PC that, you know, a lot of times you can go out and buy a computer that's three to $500, and that might run games just as well as your console that costs, at launch, four or $500. Yeah, the price comes down after a while, but, and, and honestly, talking about the Google Stadia thing, in the future, that might not matter. You might be able to pick up a computer that's one to $200, as long as it can stream HD video, it's running the game and the heart on the in the hardware hardware on Google side. You don't need good specs at all. You just need to be able to stream video. It's more about having a good internet connection. And so, I mean, without kind of making this another Google Stadia podcast, I mean that that's kind of where where I think things are going. And um, but when I got into computer gaming back in you know 2012 2013, I built my own computer. And that was a really cool experience, too, because I was able to kind of pick out all the parts online. You know, I had a, I had a friend that knew way more about assembling computers than I would, and they helped me put it together. But it's kind of cool, too, because I know my computer a lot better than I otherwise would. Like, if I went, you know, and in the past I had, but it's like if I, like, any computer that I've ever bought from the store or bought online or whatever, I don't know it nearly as well. Because I never really took the time to, I mean, yeah, I might know some of the specs. Like, I might know what processor is in it. I might know how much RAM is in it. But it's like, with my with my desktop computer that I built, I know exactly what company it was that manufactured the parts. I know, like, how they actually fit together. And just overall, I have a much deeper appreciation for it because I put it together. And so, my PC now is about six years old. And so it's probably, in all honesty, it's probably towards the end of its useful life as a gaming computer, because its specs are just starting to kind of drop off the, you know, 
the far end in terms of what it can do with like high-end AAA games. Um, and it's probably about halfway through its useful life as just a regular computer where it can do more lower-end gaming or whatever. But, um, but when it came to Minecraft, I picked that up right around the time, or even just before I built this PC. And honestly, I haven't really looked back. I mean, you spent 20, 25 bucks on it. And it's a game that still gets updates. It's planned to keep getting updates for the foreseeable future. It's a game that's paid for itself time and time again. Because even if even if I've gotten tired of the game and I put it down for six months, eight months, and come back to it, I can come back and have a completely different experience because of how much work and how much effort has gone into this game. I mean, they're on update 1.14 now. That just released in the past week or two. And each version is adding more and more functionality to the game. And the thing is, this is not a game just for kids. You know, I've I've heard people talk about that before. I mean, it's a game that was popular with kids, yes. Because it is a game that if you want to be very basic with stuff, you can. You don't have to think about things a ton. You don't have to get super advanced. You don't have to go off the deep end, and you don't have to use redstone. You don't have to do that, this and that. But if you want to, you can. It can be as complicated as you want it to be, too. And that's where I find a lot of fun, is how do you... How can you make things as easy as possible? How can you try to automate things the best way that you can? Can you build machi- Can you build machines? Can you build automated stuff? I find a lot of fun in that. And as more features and more things get added to the game, it just creates more and more of a challenge. But, like I said, I've gotten hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours at this point, into the game. And that's why it's my best $25 I've ever spent in gaming. Because it has been a constant source of entertainment since I got it back in like 2012, 2013. And it continues to be even now. On top of that, there doesn't seem to really be an end in sight for that. It's going to continue getting updates. It's going to continue to improve and evolve and go from there. It's a game that is on multiple platforms. I only own it on the PC, but if I wanted to, I could go buy it on the PS4. I could get it on on the Switch. I can get it on, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's just one of those one of those things where I think it's like I said before, this is going to be one of those topics and one of those things where it's going to be subjective, it's going to be some people are going to be like, you know, why are you playing a, a children's game? Some people are going to be like, I agree with you completely. I love it too. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. What what does what does everybody else think? If you had to pick one game that... And if you think about it, 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 if you could pick one game that either is your favorite game or the game that you've gotten the most value out of, what would that be? I'm curious to know. I, you know, at some point I might even do some kind of uh, top five or top ten of my personal favorites um, and just kind of list them out. But until then, um, I'm curious. What do you guys think? Uh, let me know either on the Discord channel. Um, that's probably the best place to let me know. Uh, what What is your best game, favorite game, high, you know, game that's giving you the most value? And let's go from there. You know, it's it, like I said, these these podcasts are for me to kind of put my idea out there and generate some kind of conversation and some kind of discussion 
whether it's with other people or just within, you know, yourself and your own brain. But let me know what you think. Uh, This has been another podcast. Thanks for dropping by, and I will catch you guys next time.